Hello, I'm Kenny Smith, and this is The Best Story I've Heard Today, a podcast for news junkies. We know you can't possibly see all of the great content being produced, so we're bringing you a story that you might have otherwise overlooked. Our guests each day tell us about the best story they found, and today we're pleased to welcome back to the show Zach Osterman, sports writer for the Indianapolis Star. Zach, thanks for taking the time to join us again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again. Tell us about the story you found today. Tell us why we should read it as well. Well, it's uh, maybe a little bit of tooting uh, my own employer's horn, uh, a good friend's horn, in fact. Um, it, it is from our the Indianapolis Star's coverage of the sort of Josh McDaniels debacle turned Frank Reich hiring um, uh, up at the Colts complex. And it's one of our two primary Colts reporters, Zach Kiefer, wrote, it's what we call a TikTok story, and, and essentially it's um, it's sort of explaining the how of, of a thing that happened, and, and it's something that beat writers are asked to do a lot. How was a decision reached to fire a coach? How did a, 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 a program manage to land a seminal recruit? That sort of thing. And obviously in this case it was how did uh, the whole Chris Ballard, Josh McDaniels, Indianapolis Colts, uh, triangle fall through, and I highlighted it because, and this is maybe a little bit of a, a, a you know, me being a process story junkie sometimes, but, um, you know, I, I've written stories like this. Every beat writer's written stories like this. More and more, you have to turn these stories around very quickly. I think Zach filed this within 24 hours of, in fact, I think he filed it the night that Chris Ballard held the press conference, essentially explaining how the McDaniels hiring fell through, and you're expected to, to make it, you know, a TikTok story needs to be something that is distinct on your beat, that, that, that is not coming from availability or, or, or press, um, you know, information or whatever that everyone else has access to. And I thought Zach did a really good job with this of essentially taking what was in essence just a news conference uh, with Chris Ballard and filling in gaps, filling in holes answering a lot of questions about when, where, why, and how something that's obviously very unusual, like a, uh, a coach agreeing to be hired and then, uh, in, then saying, no, no, thank you, never mind, um, how that can happen and how it can happen in, in the modern era of sports when coaching searches are so magnified and there are you know a thousand layers to background checks and, and references and things like that. Um, how something like something though that elaborate can fall through in such a spectacular way. It is a really interesting dynamic of sports reporting now because so much of the message is controlled by the franchise or the program, as it were, that you have to go through their people to get to a coach or a player. Oftentimes you have to wait for the press avail. So that means if you and I are competing reporters, we get the same sound bites. We have to craft our stories around that sort of thing. Here, we are tasked with basically explaining to the readership, or I'm not tasked, but the reporter is tasked with explaining to the readership what the heck just happened. We got rid of one coach, we hired another coach, but now he's not coming. There's some reporting going into this. Talk about that process of creating a process story. Yeah, I essentially bothered Zach about how he kind of got this together, and he said he just did a lot of – he just talked to a lot of people around the Colts complex. And and I imagine some of those conversations were, were on the record. Some probably aren't necessarily reflected in the story that were off the record, but sometimes you have the off-the-record conversation because it can lead you to something later on, maybe from someone else that's on the record. The rea- Basically what he said was he just filled in a lot of blanks by talking to a lot of people, you know, in the Colts organization in a short period of time. And that's a, a testament, obviously, to sourcing, to the trust level that, that, that Zach has built up on his beat. 
and to being able to recognize little details because I think it's you know it, it, it's it's a fine line that you walk when you write a story like this. It's a longer story. You want those little sort of anecdotes and those little ninety second hits and those just those those small observations that can tell you big things about a story. But you can also maybe be in danger sometimes of dropping in of getting too interested in the color and and just too interested in adding details for the sake of details and that you know that just kind of weighs your story down and i thought zach did a really good job of telling the story in an involved intricate way that that dealt with a lot of questions that that certainly advanced everything beyond holy crap how did this happen but also was very clean and crisp it was a story that i found I, I couldn't tell you exactly how long it was in terms of inches or, or words, but I, 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 it was a story I found read much faster than it felt like it, it was in terms of length. To me, that's, that's an important part of a story like this. You use the word advanced, and I think that's key here. Not everything in a story is a quote, obviously. Not everything is derived directly from a quote, which is to say not everything is a paraphrase of a comment a source has given a reporter. But there is enough color here that sort of paints a picture. You get some vivid imagery in a way of what must have been going on at Colts HQ in a pretty tense time. It's, it's a big task to be able to sift through a lot of information quickly. As you said, try to do more than just present firsthand accounts or quotes or you know whatever um, you can get on the record, but, but find it in a way that takes the story forward. And also, and there's a th- this all sounds complicated, I, 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 it is in a way, and yet I think it becomes old hat if you're on a, on a beat like Zach's been covering the Colts for, I think, five years now for us, um, if you're on it long enough. It also is distinct. Uh, I don't remember seeing a story like that sort of being touted anywhere else. And maybe that's just me living in the Indy Star bubble. Um, that's certainly possible. But I, I, I read that, and I thought that's a, a, that is an accounting of what happened that I probably wouldn't get anywhere else. And I think that's a, a sign of good beat reporting, particularly in the modern era when, as you said, essentially everybody has the same basic access to every almost every story on a beat in a way that wouldn't have been the case 30, 40, 50 years ago. What do you think a fan of any team, the Colts in particular here, but in a story like this, what do you think a fan of that team that's covered in the beat, what else are they looking for in a story like this beyond what we see here in this particular piece of copy? What's interesting is people sort of act like journalism is new again, and and I I often say that it's not. I I remember um, the reporter who hired me when he was an editor at the Star. We talked about him one of the last one of the last times I was on the show. Mark Alicia. He was involved in the uh, all of the Larry Nasser investigation. Um, Mark told me that when he was in school with Bob Kravitz, who later went on to be columnist for the Indianapolis Star and now WTHR, Bob told him essentially, "I don't need a final score from you." I, you know, I can get a final score a lot of places if I'm a reader, if I'm a fan. And this was 1981 or 1982. Yeah. Um, yes, a lot of the technology has changed. The media environment has changed. The news cycle has changed. But the same values were really still there that were there 30, 40 years ago are still there. And what readers need in a story like this, in any story, but certainly a story like this, on a, on a story like this, is... They can't be in the Colts complex. You know, they don't know the Colts vice president of media relations. They don't know. They've never had an off the record, most of them anyway, probably an off the record conversation with Chris Ballard or with with, you know, Jim Ursay or Chuck Pagano or whomever. 
And what they need is for you to open that door for them as much as you can, obviously, while still, again, observing all the old rules of journalism in terms of ethics and, and what's right and wrong and what you can report. TikTok stories, I always enjoy reading them for that reason. I think another time you often see them is after like a big game. I remember Dan Wetzel basically following Tom Brady around after one of his Super Bowl losses to the Giants. And it was just a story of what losing the Super Bowl looks like through the eyes of Mr. Super Bowl. And so it's not always something like this. It can be, you know, repurposed into a lot of different settings, but it takes me a place that I would not have been otherwise able to go. And yet it does it in a very straightforward way. I'm not sure that's exactly the word I'm looking for, but it's not like Zach had to negotiate for hours to get this kind of access. It was just something he was able to do in the normal, everyday working of his beat because of the sources he'd established, because of the contacts he had developed and and the, the reputation he had grounded with people that he went to, to get information from. And it certainly helps us paint a picture for this story here. Copy is titled The Josh McDaniels Colts Era, How It All Fell Apart. It's in the Indianapolis Star. We've got links for that story and to uh, Zach Osterman as well. Zach, thanks again for taking the time to join us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on a rainy day. Always happy to have you, even on a rainy day, come into the studio and stay dry. This is the best story I've heard today. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll share it with others. Thanks for listening. We look forward to sharing stories with you again very soon. I'm Kenny Smith. Hey, thanks again for listening to the best story I've heard today. And here's a bit more news for you. You can hear this show on our host site, podbean.com, but the best story I've heard today is also syndicated now on sites like Stitcher and Google Play. Just go to those sites and search the best story I've heard today. You can find us on podbean.com, on Stitcher, and on Google Play. The best story I've heard today.